Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. You're here with Dan, Rick and Mark on the Chats with Cats podcast. Thank you for joining us, gents. Welcome back. How we doing? Good. Very good. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm good now, but I wasn't good uh, Wednesday night when we met up at Edwardstown Oval for that run. Ooh, dear, dear, Oh, dear, that was dear, a talking dear. point. That was horrible. Listen, the problem is, right? Yeah. We are very serious athletes. Correct. Verging on sponsored, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had some shoe companies reach out to me. Yeah. Not sure how your DMs are looking. Yeah, I've had a couple. Just New Balance, Asics, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, the money hasn't quite been right for me yet, but yeah. I think once they see the times I'm, I'm putting out... How many autographs are you signing a week now? Oh, geez, you know, I've stopped counting. But your wrist is getting sore. Yeah. Probably for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what happened. Rick and I were at Edwardstown over Wednesday night. What time was it, like 8pm, 8.30? Yeah, 8, uh, something like that. It's night time. No one should be there except us because we're a bit strange and we want to run, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be there running by ourselves, no one else there. There was a family there that were, they had the kids there and they had the tricycles and they were going around the the same circuit we were. Now, every time we came around, they sort of got out of the way, but they didn't really get out of the way. But the thing that blew our fucking minds is one of the kids got off their tricycle. They left the tricycle, they abandoned it. They left the tricycle on the exact path we were running on. Uh, and that's okay because the parents would come in and be like, oh, shit. The parents left the tricycle in the middle of the track, the path that we were running on. Brazen. I literally couldn't fucking believe it. Rick. Yeah. No care. I couldn't believe it. Now, for the punters playing at home, right, this is a Velaway, which is like a bike track with the raised edges. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just go, oh, there's a bike there. We'll just run around because you've got to run oh. up a hill to go around oh. it. Yeah, okay. So you're, you're like in what, there's like, like a, a meter. Oh, there's like a yeah, meter zone. There's a meter zone where it's, where it's flat. flat and you're not wow. running on grass. And this tricycle was left in the middle of it and they didn't do anything. Nah, we would have gone past around, it ten times. As I was coming around, one of the mums said like, oh, don't let your legs get sore. I felt like saying they wouldn't be as fucking sore if you got your fucking kids' tricycle off the track. Why so didn't you have pick to it up and throw it the fuck over the trench? Oh, man. Because, we're, because we're in a time trial. It happened in the middle of a time trial. Yeah. So, like, three minutes in, the kid stops riding the tricycle and leaves it on the track. Now, the, the precursor to this is, right? Oh, my God. When we're doing God. our warm-up, we're running around, and the kids are riding. Yeah. And the dad yells out. So... We were running past the dad. The dad yells out, don't worry. You don't need to get out of the way. They will. 
Oh, oh my god! So it's insane. It's, look, it's one thing to be an ignorant piece of shit, mm. but it's a whole other thing to be breeding the next generation. Did you to say be piece exactly of shit? Uh, that's not right. Fucking piece of shit. Go yeah. on. Sounds more accurate. Yeah. Like I don't know. You entitled fuck. Mm. Oh, but it's just that there was no sense of reality of what was going on. It was just. Because people don't care about it other people. Blew, they don't. No, it's no, a, no. This was this was abnormal. People are rude. Like a new level. People are ignorant and people don't know what's going on. This was a whole new level Wednesday night. And it was at night time. Yep. I thought I was hallucinating when I saw this bicycle <laughs> on the track. It really, really... Like, like it's, it's, it's like they placed it there. They knew who I was. They had cameras right filming us wanting a reaction. And they fucking were close to like getting one. It was like a prank video. Yeah, Seriously? right. You this couldn't is, script oh it. Oh my god! And oh, what photos? We were, we were way too nice. Yeah, we we I, were like, I I was close. I wanted the to only, kick the bike. The only reason I didn't speak up, and this is the honest truth, Rick was killing it. When I run and I'm fucking puffing, it's hard to talk. If I were to tell them, get your fucking tricycle off, that burns energy. Mm. I didn't tell them off because I was trying to keep up with Rick. So on this run, the only reason they didn't get fucking burnt was because I was concentrating on breathing and because we were fucking smashing it. PBs. Like wait, we wait how, how long were they there for? The whole run or not? Oh, Pretty much, yeah. Oh, oh no. So, reckon, so halfway through the warm-up oh. they arrived and that's when the dad said, don't worry, they'll get out of your way. Oh. And then we stopped the warm-up, got ready, Bang, and we're on. And then about, I don't know, two laps in, the kid leaves the bike there. Out of how many laps? Like 50? Uh, no, 10 or 12, something okay. like that. Leave it on the grass. Leave it at the top of the fucking path. Leave it anywhere but right there. Do you know I think it's like there's mo- there's got to be money involved in this. So there's some sort of sense of entitlement that I'm above you because I'm superior and I'm maybe make more money or something like that. There's got to be money involved somewhere. Nah. Oh, you mean he feels more entitled over you? Yeah. You're so- you, have you heard you're telling No, you're telling me that that tricycle was left there for a reason. I think in some cultures, now I don't know if this is true, right, but I have heard that some people of – and this is um, this is no way racist, right? Some people of Asian descent. All right, this is about to get racist, but no. I'm I'm locked in. Go. I've heard that they in their culture. It's a sign of weakness, and that you're not as good if you get out of people's way in the supermarkets or in markets and stuff like that. So really, if you just if you've ever noticed, sometimes you'll be walking and you're thinking, "Oh, this person's seen me. They'll get out of the way," and you keep walking. You're like, "Oh shit, I'm about to headbutt this person, and they're still not getting out of the way." And they just do it because wow. for them to deviate their path is a sign that they are below you in a socioeconomic standpoint. But you know what the most horrible part about what Rick has said, and he's probably right and it's fucking frustrating, if you're a polite person, that means you're considered a weak person. Yeah. Because mm. you're going to get out of the way. And you're always You're gonna not going to complain about the fucking tricycle and in any situation you're always going to be polite. Have I, to- I don't know if I've told you my trick. All right, when I go to a busy shopping centre, I don't usually do it in a supermarket, but if I'm doing like a, a shop at Marion, massive complex, and I need to get somewhere, I'll usually walk looking at the ceiling because when people go, this guy is not paying attention of what is in front of him, <laughs> everyone gets out your way. So you, don't, you just have to look down every 10 seconds, but the rest of the time, just pretend you're looking at something on the ceiling while you're walking and everyone avoids you. It's not even a big deal though because one of one, either you or the other person goes, oh, okay, like... Two seconds out of your life. To I just know. Go. The, and I'll go back to what I said about the kids. You are breeding the next generation to be ignorant and self-entitled, belligerent. Like, come on. The, the kids better. these days suck anyway. It, it can't they get, get much they, worse. They suck even worse now. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. Bad. Very bad. Anyway, if it wasn't as bad on Wednesday night for you, Mark, it got a whole lot worse on Friday. What happened? I had the... The jab. Oh, the second dose. Of the Pfizer and everything was running smoothly. I thought I got away with it. Up until 3 a.m., woke up, huge chills, got got my clothes on because I sleep naked. Big deal. No no big deal. Um, got the heat bag out. <laughs> Nothing I did made me warmer. Was freezing. Whole Saturday, nightmare, like, you know, trying to keep warm. Couldn't do it. Spent the entire day betting on horses. Horrible day. Sounds, Sounds terrible. Sounds yeah, terrible. Yeah. Next day, Sunday, <laughs> felt amazing. It was one day of bullshit, 
followed by feeling completely normal again. Mm. That was similar to me. Yeah. Yeah, it usually just hits you really hard for a small amount yeah. of time. But, but they were saying like, oh, I was saying, oh, the second dose apparently hits you harder and the nurse was like, yeah, people just seem to think that it's sort of random. You but know. you you believe that. I, I would say it did for me. Like I, first dose was nothing, just a slight sore arm. And then second dose, I was like, you for a Rick, day. You, it didn't affect you, did it? Nah, it's all up here, that's why. Yeah. Oh, and you reckon that... Stronger mentally. <laughs> and you reckon that um, if you don't really react to it, then you're not as protected. Yeah, some, someone said to me that you, the worst reaction you get from the vaccination, from the vaccine, means that it's actually done a better job. So you guys are probably like super protected now from COVID. I'm good to go. And we're opening the borders up and I'm going to die in six months. So that's <laughs> oh. going to be fun. Wow. Oh, no. Hey, whilst we're kind of on the topic of sport... Yeah. Have you seen it's I think there's three now that it's happened in, but there's this guy over in the UK, Jarvo. Jarvo sixty nine. Did you say three? Do I you think mean, it's three instances. Do you mean thirteen? Is it thirteen? No, it's it's a, no, like it's I'm a sure few. He's done it's more. a high number. I'm taking the piss, but it's a high number. But in, in the recent history, <coughs> he has gone on dressed as an Indian cricket player to the field in a test match. This is a prankster, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he okay. goes out there at full cricket whites. Yeah. His n- name and number on the back, Jarvo sixty nine. Oh, yeah, I saw this. He did it twice. And he goes with the out Indians, there and he's he? like stretching and he's like pointing, trying to set the field and stuff. Fucking funny. Yeah. And then he went out on the weekend and lined up and sang the national anthem with the New Zealand rugby team. Yeah. Oh wow. In a game against Wales, and he- I saw a video where he was running on, and he runs onto the ground, like walks down the thing, hops the fence. And he runs straight past the security guard and goes and stands and thing and singing the song. It's like who who are they employing security? But like, the thing is, if if you act like nothing's wrong, usually no one picks up on you it. You reckon it's just confidence? Confidence, pure confidence. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. Um, it goes further back than that. Um, he actually ran onto the diving blocks at the Rio Olympics in 2016. Oh, really? And jumped off. Really? So he's been doing this for a while. Wow. I know he's done jail time. And when Richie and I went to London for a brand deal, we met up with a guy from Troll Station who Jarvo does videos with. And we sort of got to know sort of the Troll Station group and found out a little bit about Jarvo. And he did jail time for a prank. And, he, yeah, he's a, he's a full-on guy. I've never met him personally, but I've been on like a call with him. A three-way call when he was actually in jail. Oh, wow. And we were really? talking to him about, you know, how's jail like... And this was for like a prank video. Like they wanted to send a message and he was in jail for like a month or two just for something. That's that, commitment. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, that's a committed prank. you imagine prankster. doing jail time for a prank? No, thanks. Mm. He's, the, he's the only person I know. I think there was one other guy that did jail time for a prank video. Do you know what he went to jail for? Was it just repeat offences? It was a really full-on prank that they did. Maybe something to do with like explosives or something. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds bad. Don't quote me on that. Hey, do you remember when you guys... Oh, I don't know if we can talk about that. Um, I've Not when my lawyer's not present. No, go on. <laughs> uh, I remember at the time you weren't allowed to talk about it, so I'll beat around the bush and see if you pick up on what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I'll go in for it, yeah. There might have been a video that you guys did yeah. that the Australian Federal Police came to you. Okay, and- yeah. So... Um, about four, five. So you can years. talk about it. Yeah, oh, why not? So five years ago, we did um, an. Ex- uh, my brother built a bomb. So like it was like a, <laughs> of course he did an explosive device, <laughs> mm-hmm. an explosive bomb vest. It was right? a dynamite vest. Now it That's wasn't it was. real, but it looked fucking real, right? Mm-hmm. Now we did this whole video. The whole video was staged. So I, we never approached. Someone that was no members of the public. No, no. But they were all I, acting. Can I also mention this was way before terrorism really kicked up, yeah. like Boston bombings, all of that sort of shit. Oh uh, no, nah, it was uh, it was after Boston. I was reckon, it? Yeah, I reckon it was about a year or two after. So perfect timing for views. Oh, jeez. Anyway, <laughs> we had this vest, and the prank was basically we would run up to people like, "Please, I don't know what to do. I've got this vest trapped to me," and I'd show them, and they'd freak out and run off. We did like, you know, five or six scenes. Everyone had their blurred face because, you know, we had people that knew but, us. Yeah. And at that stage, in, in the prank world, the YouTube game, no one wanted to give up the fact that they were staging pranks, right? Yeah. So this video we wanted to believe was legit. Anyway, video was up for a year or two and I had a call from a police officer 
the police police officer said, um, it's about your bomb video. Can we come around and have a chat? Now, I thought this loser cop was going to come around and we'd have a chat and like we'd just make like a fool of him and be like, mate, the video is not even real. Like, take a hike. Anyway, they rock up and it's this fucking federal like like <laughs> like Hardcore. like high up mm. with this other cop. He's like, we need to come in. We actually had a camera set up filming the uh, oh, thing. Oh, this is brazen. And mm-hmm. they and he said, shit. I hope he's not listening. I'll probably get in trouble. He said, um, it's uh, illegal to film um, this interview. So if you are filming or recording anything that we say here, blah blah blah. And we had the uh, there were three of us: my brother, Richie, and me. So we had the opportunity at that point to go. Sorry, we've got a GoPro in the corner there. Mm. Cut it. But we chose not to because we were oh, so scared. I thought you were going to say that's what you did. Anyway, he continues on chatting. So one of the cops was savage. The other cop was the kind of cop. I remember, Good cop, bad cop? Yeah, yeah. The nice cop was like, you know, completely not even in the zone. He's like, so you guys do videos. So like, if I upload a video of me like fucking catching a huge <laughs> fish and I upload it, can I just get make money straight away? Oh, no. And I was like, okay, fair enough. The other cop was like... <laughs> All right, um, when we leave here tonight, um, if you don't have that video taken down, um, we're going to make life real hard for you. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, for you to take that video down, we can't legally make you, but if you don't, I guarantee you we can look through your content and we're going to make life really hard for you. And I said to him, mate, I promise you, as soon as you leave here, we'll remove the video. And he repeated himself as if to say, I need to make sure that you're going to delete it. He still didn't believe me. Deleted it straight away. They left. Scary moment. As soon as they left, got the camera out, deleted the footage straight away. End of story. Moved on. Probably the most stupid, most craziest prank we've ever done. Even though it was fake, it still, to the viewer, was psycho because they had people calling in from Canada all over the world Literally to like the federal like police saying, I've just seen this video, you know, dumbass people like yeah, all yeah. around the world, just like retards that don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I've just seen this bomb video that they're doing. You guys need to get onto these people like, you know. And stop them before someone gets yeah, hurt. Yeah. That, because people, anything on the internet, like. They'll just absorb yeah, it and yeah. it's 100% true. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're, like the man they're in the, the sky. And they're the target audience for those fake videos that people make so much money off on Facebook. Wow. <clears throat> Dog train. Sorry. Well, great story. I like that one. <laughs> um, still on sport. Collingwood, probably call him X-Star now, frankly. I don't think he ever got to stardom. Oh, he was sh- getting okay. Is this Jordan to Snowy? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan to Goey. All right, someone tell us about the story. Well, before we move forward, I just want to say that a lot of people take the piss out of this guy for being the, the Kmart Dusty, trying to be like Dusty. The guy's a good footballer. The last few rounds of the 2021 season, he dominated from the midfield. He's a good player. He's very valuable to have on the team. On popular opinion, anyone listening, uh, he's shit. He's a good player. If you play up forward, you've got less opportunity. If you play in the midfield, you can dominate. He's fucked up a lot. His latest fuck up could cost him his career. Dan, what happened? All right, so let's backtrack a little bit. I know that during this last AFL season, he had several court cases or something going on in regards to a rape charge. Now, yep. it couldn't be proven or disproven, so it basically got thrown out and there was this wishy-washy yep. fucking ending to it. Yep. He's gone after his uh, midfield time, those last three or four games, showing that he had some talent. He's gone, all right, I need to up the game. I want to turn into Christian Petrarca. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to do some high-performance training. I'm going to spend all this time becoming... Is that a, why he was there? Yeah, to become a better me, to do this, to do this. <sighs> Then he goes out on the weekend, gets fucked up with his mate. With his tattoo artist mate. Mm. That's a red ah. flag. And guess what? That's a red flag. Probably on the gear, on the fucking booze and... The old uh, Colombian marching. Yeah. From what I've read, I haven't looked into this story heaps, but I believe he started groping a woman. Yeah. Some, And then 
the tattoo artist and Jordan have gone into a punch up, and some guy came in to defend the woman. Pro- probably, I think, who was in her mid thirties, mm. and this I think thirty seven year old man has come in defending her, and of course the tattoo artist, you know what they're like. Yep. He's started swinging. The goey's gotten involved. Yeah, we don't know what's happened after that, but they've spent the night in lockup, mm-hmm. and then obviously, well, Dugowie groped and then punched after his mate got in a fight with the the guy. So he's now had this rape charge. There's been he, some the drink driving, misdemeanors. Yeah, all this just sort of enough shit. for the club to go. Do you know what? You're just causing us so many headaches that we need to suspend you indefinitely until we can figure out what we do. A bit like the Taylor Walker saga with the Crows. You've done a real bad. It's so hard. Is it worth you coming back? You're almost retired, but you've done such good service for the club. We sort of owe you a good ending. And that's sort of where it is. It's hard because it's like if Degoe was an average player, Collingwood would say, fuck off. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see your face here ever again. Yeah. When Steve Johnson got caught doing 129 in a 50 zone in 2007, Geelong said, all right, you're a gun. You need to get your fucking life under control. Came back, I think, eight-match suspension. Played 2007, dominated, won the 2007 Norm Smith and we broke a 44-year drought to win an AFL premiership. Yeah, that's so massive. That's what's going to be in Collingwood's mind. Mm-hmm. piss Can him he be off, the difference? Or keep him, even though we need to discipline the guy. Mm. So this is where the problem of just reading headlines is. I thought he raped a woman over there. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, he... he he probably stated in there the rape charge of what I was talking about last year oh, that right. he was going hey, through. If he did that, no. If he'd be still in jail, and yeah. he'd be. I thought he was. I don't no, know. no, no, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just imagine a whole heap of fuck ups. Put him in a bucket, and then just label it Jordan Degoey. That's yeah, right. It. Yeah, yeah. But I, think, I mean, I'm not taking away from like groping is a bad thing to yeah. do to someone, especially and if they're know, not. Do you know what? That. I yeah. think realistically, instead of suspending him indefinitely, I think round one if they play MCG. He just stands at the gate, and on the way out, every fan can just touch him wherever they want. Just all 40,000. <laughs> That's a fair punishment, isn't it? You get 40,000 inappropriate touches yeah. today. Well done. And then we call it even. I think that's fair. Wow. That's... Don't go touching people, you fucking loser. I mean, I, I laughed initially, but now that I think about it, I think it's a fair punishment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, moving right along. Um, two things. Halloween was yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Participate. I right now in America, actually. Oh, there you go. I participated via the boys. They went and did trick-or-treating. We went to my sister's house. They went around the neighbourhood. Really lovely stuff. Can I ask you before you continue, did they get any money? No. Oh, really? Money's dead. Well, okay. Money's dead, mate. Okay, how many houses did your boys go to? Well, so here's the thing, right? Yeah. I went for a long run yesterday. Yeah, 17K. 17 clicks. Yeah, no big deal. And my legs were quite sore afterwards. Yeah. And... Had a little bit of chafage. So oh, I was, really? I started like we all out the front, they had the photo. Get out the talcum powder. And they're going, All right, we're going to all these houses now. But there was no one left at my sister's house to hand out the lollies for kids who came there. So I was like, I'll I'll do that for you guys. Oh so I didn't go to the houses. Anyway. Um what I didn't realise is you're only supposed to give one thing candy. of lolly or candy or whatever. Per kid, and I didn't think that was a thing. I thought that was a bit stingy, so I'm just grabbing handfuls, and I didn't realise. Loved you. I, I didn't did realise that was a thing. Yeah, so I think it's an Australian thing because we're an stingy. Australian thing. I didn't realise until there was this one kid who saw me. I just grabbed a handful of stuff and chucked it in the bag, and as he was walking off, he goes, "Did you see that? He gave us more than one." And then all of a sudden, all these kids were flocking to me. Oh wow! Like seagulls, like. What a legend. All right, so that's Halloween part one. Halloween part two, yeah. this is a news story that came out today. Child quarantining at home left in tears after watching thieves steal candy through window. So what's happened here is a kid in Sydney, five years old, they put a sign up saying, unfortunately our daughter can't participate in Halloween this year, but she would really love still to trick or treat. I so, think I've And seen people this. put all these lollies in there for her. And then these teenagers just came and stole all her lollies. Like, how fucked up is that? I, don't, I think what, they must surely, have been like eight to 12 years the, old. Surely one of the parents could have been there as security. They for were the, trick-or-treating with the other kids, mate. Oh, my yeah. God. Parents, you're to blame for that. That's, and they, they came back and poured it all back in. Like, no, no, no. No, stole yeah. it. For no, a teenager. No, no, no. They it's poured just, it all into their mouths, mate. It's all gone. Well, for a teenager, that is like a bank vault with no security guard. I reckon you've seen the shortened... 
video. Yeah, I only read headlines. Yeah, I saw the full video. They came back saying sorry and put more back than what they stole. Yeah, all right. Well, that, that's I boring. think if it's okay, the same so video. This story has a happy ending. Maybe. Okay. If it's the same video. But we all love a happy ending, don't we? Yeah. Well, it depends what country you're in. <laughs> All right, Halloween part three. Man dressed as Joker injures at least 17 in Tokyo train attack. Yeah, very bad. Just happened just before the podcast we found this. Yeah, so this is pretty hectic. So a man was arrested for attempted murder after a knife and fire attack on a train in Tokyo on Sunday. Yep, knife and fire. At least 17 people reported injured, one in a serious condition, and there's videos going around posted on Twitter Line operator said services have been partially suspended after an incident involving injuries. Yeah, basically, from the video I saw, he's walked onto the train, stabbed, like tried to stab someone, and then everyone started running. He's, I don't know what he's used, like some sort of fire and, um, I don't know, petrol or something. I don't know. But all you can see is a shot down the train. It's empty, and then this fireball, and then this man runs through it, and he's trying to get away. People are jumping out of the windows. It's fucked up. See, this is the problem with your video about the bomb on your chest. It makes people want to do things like that. It actually it actually drives Inspires. copycat behaviour. It's the same as a movie, The Joker. Now all of a sudden some Fruit Loop over in Tokyo wants to go and stab people on a train. Mm. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'll put my hand up and say you might have a point there. But the, the other thing I hate is that you know, if you try and avoid people copycatting, you stop becoming creative. The world becomes super boring and super, I don't know, contained and it's just yuck. Like, you can't do anything. I agree with that and I've got something to talk about that um, will relate back to that later. <clears throat> All right. Something arrived at my workplace this week. Something that could have used to have been used for self-defence purposes as a paperweight. Nunchucks. No. Oh. Um, Bow and arrow. Oh, close. No. Oh, a plug. Grenade. Phone book. Oh, wow. Grenade. I was so close. Hang on. I don't reckon I've had a phone book for two years delivered anywhere. Well, I forgot that they even existed. Mm. Genuinely. What do they look like now? Mate, looks like the Woman's Weekly. Yeah. It's that thin. Like, seriously, it's a very trivial subject, right? Is it thinner than Dan's penis? Thinner. That's a hard one. I don't know if scientists have figured a way to measure that thing yet, but uh, someday. No, it's you remember phone books as a kid. You could whack your brother or sister with it, whack, and they'd stay hit. You could step on it and get onto the roof. That's That's right. They were that fat. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I remember cleaning cleaning the gutters by just standing on a phone book. Yeah, (laughs) and the white pages. You doubled it up. It was like, oh mate, you were picking apples on top of the tree. It was there. It's about five kilos, wasn't it? Oh, at least, yeah. Oh I reckon. my god! And like to find someone's name, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm at like S," but S was like seventy five hundred pages, so you'd be like, "Fuck, say, take you oh, forever." Do you remember Vincent in the? Swanson? Do you remember in the the um, the Dukes of Hazard movie? They had this thing where they would get out of the car and say, "All right, what side do you want it?" They get the phone book out and smack them with the phone book. If you did that now, it'd be like going. Yeah, just a bit oh, of paper. It's damn. Like, it's like a newspaper, isn't it? It's damn like it, you not much me. bigger than a newspaper. <laughs> no, it's fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. wow. Anyway, that's just an observation more than yeah. anything. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. 
quickly before we get to five seconds of Mark's game. Yeah. I've figured out why I don't care about movies. Fuck you. What is it? So a movie has a, a line of your mood, right? When you start watching the movie, it increases your mood. Yeah. It goes up like that. And then it every fucking movie has the, the little dip where it decreases your mood. And you're like, oh, this is depressing. And it always comes back and gets you. It's just the same fucking shit every time. So I'll sit there, I'll get really engaged in a movie and I'll start watching it. Oh, this is cool. But I know something bad's around the corner. And it just frustrates you me. Know what you, to do. you hate the way that there's a canvas. It's like and a they cookie cutter approach to everything. They construct, yeah. Good, 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 bad, right. good. This is what we need to do. I love movies. You love movies. Rick does not love movies. We need to develop a list and our listeners can help us of movies that can be suggested that he will fucking love. And he's talking about those dips. Mm-hmm. We can find movies that have no dips. They go I like this. Them to exist. They go up, they go up, and they stay up. Here's a cracker. And maybe at the end they go down and you start crying. But like, No Escape with Owen Wilson. I made you watch it. That makes you fucking want to have a heart attack for mate, 90 minutes. We could make, wow. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow. It's great. We can make movies that will make this guy very excited. Yeah. I guarantee. Do you know what? I'm. I'm Let's actually, try one a week. I'm. Let's I'm starting to, to be a bit of Rick here, and I'm starting to not like movies as much because I feel like everything's been done. Nothing's really new. There's no new storylines. They're all the same, right? I actually watched. They're a, all the sa- All storylines to movies are the same. No, like you see a storyline. Walk offset. Offset. <laughs> see you, mate. But like you, like you see a movie, and you could almost name two or three other movies that had a similar storyline to it, like. It's not often that you get a really unique one. Boy meets girl. Yeah. Boy falls in love with girl. Girl doesn't and, love boy. Girl, right, girl realises that she actually does love boy. Boy and girl get together. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was about to say Titanic, Forrest Gump, but he covered me. If a movie doesn't start and just have a go, go, go approach at the start, I just find it so hard to get so, involved. So the first 10 minutes are extremely important. Yeah. Like they have to grab you. And if they don't, are you out? Are you someone that bails on a movie? Yeah. Say... 20 minutes in and goes, nah. I wouldn't even give or it that long. if you start it, will you go, I have to watch the whole thing? Nah. Nah. I'll, I'll, do you know genuinely, I fall asleep so easily in front of movies because I rarely sit down and stop during my day. So if I get in front of a movie, it's got about five seconds to get me interested. Yeah. And if I'm not interested, I'll sit there and try and cop it. Five seconds? Five seconds. Ooh. Was that a transition that I missed or are you being serious? Yes, you missed oh. it. Sorry, I was just fucking... I, nah, I got it. I'm like, five seconds is way too short. Yeah. Frisky's, Duncan threw me off. You frisky little... Um, all right, well, we did start pretty well um, last week and the week before. We got to 11 in a row. Let's see how we go this week. Who Who's, who's up? Uh, I'll go. All right, Mark. Talk to me about this. Name three horror movies. Scream... Scream 2. Eh, I know what you did last summer. No sequels, mate. No sequels. We made a rule ages ago. What? Pay attention. No sequels. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Even the viewers know this by now. It's ha- been- Halloween. Too late, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bad four- start. That's 42 seconds. All right. Next. Friday the 13th. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it too late? Yeah, way too late. You, name three different man-made things that can fly. A glider, a rocket, and an aeroplane. Helicopter. Hey, you said rocket. Rocket got used correctly. Yeah, it can fly. All right, I'm not it just have... doesn't take people anywhere. <laughs> I'm not having a good time. <laughs> okay, you won't after this either. Name three Tom Cruise movies. Mission Impossible. Um, uh, oh, fuck. Jack Reacher, Sky, the Sky one. Is there a Sky one? Vanilla Sky? Yeah. Yeah? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Jerry Maguire. This is all going pear-shaped. It's all right, mate. We can come back from this. Oh, we you can't. Name, th- name three items you'd find at a supermarket checkout. Um, cigarettes, lighters, and a Turkish delight. Chewing gum. Well done. Confectionery was a good one. Well done. All right, you. Name three movies located on water. Titanic, Deep Blue Sea, and Alive. Alive's in the snow, isn't it? Yep. 
<laughs> he looked at me like, am I going to get away with this? <laughs> That's uh, a fucked I, up maybe. I thought you were going to... Yeah, it's, I love it though. I don't, <laughs> I love, I'm just like cold, yeah. It's long. Cold equals water. <laughs> all right. Oh, I've had three gettable ones and I've fucked them all up. Oh, I, I should just tell you they're hard. All right, ready? Very easy. Name three blonde women. Pamela Anderson, Jennifer Aniston, and... Cameron Diaz. Close, close. Uh, That's uh, two out of six, guys. Bit bit down on average. Well, we've got another game coming right. Oh, my God. Get those questions right. How good is this game? All right. Back by popular demand, guys. I have ten questions here. Five categories. Same as last week. All right, but we're only guessing two each, right? And then it's questions Correct. over. The person that gets the most right answers wins. Okay. And we start... Now, what is the world's largest continent? Europe. Wrong. Australia. Wrong. Uh, America. Wrong. Africa. Wrong. Asia. Bert Newton was born in which decade? 1930s. Correct. Yeah. In what year did Maccabi Diva win three Melbourne Cups in a row? Uh, seven, eight, nine. Wrong. That question doesn't make sense. What year did he win three? In, in a what row? years did Maccabi Diva win three Melbourne Cups in a row? Uh, nine, ten, eleven. Wrong. Mm. Uh, can I do? You can do two thousand and three, four, five. In what country would you find the Spanish Steps? Spain. Wrong. Uh, Greece? Wrong. Mexico? Wrong. Italy? Correct. What is Australia's most popular current beer? Super dry. Wrong. Forex gold? Wrong. Carlton draft? Correct. He's on, he's on. Uh, Getting within 100 kilos is good enough here. How many kilos is the average racehorse? Uh, 1,200. Wrong. (laughs) No, 300. Wrong. Uh, 500. Correct. The American crime film The Godfather was released in which decade? 70s. Correct. How many exact standard drinks are there in a vodka cruiser? 1.2. Incorrect. One. One. Oh, One. Correct. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Rick knows that. We'll note that. <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> How many hours a day does the average cat sleep? 18. Wrong. 16. Correct. 12 to 16. Which horse is favourite to win this year's Melbourne Cup? Resilience. Um, fuck. Resilience Project. I don't know. Is it start with resilience? Why didn't you say wrong? Starts with I. Inter- Intervention. In- Indigo. Oh, In- Interstellar. Next Incentivize. Yeah, and that's it. 10. All right. Coming wow. out of barrier number two. Ooh. Sorry, barrier number 16. He's number two. Brett Preble, trainer. PG I can't believe I already forgot that. We were just talking about that for 45 minutes before you got here. Dan, you caught fire. Yeah, it's all right. Did well. Yeah, not too bad. Good. All right. You um, got five. I got two. Well done. So, um, Rick won last week. You won this week. And next week, we will have more fun. Okay. I can't believe I didn't get the cat question right. I've Googled that a thousand times too. And But I reckon... You said 18. Yeah, but I reckon... How lazy do you think these fucking things these are? These cats probably sleep around about 15. So, he... Yes. About right. That yeah, should so, be right. So the internet answer, because I Google them, obviously I don't know, 12 to 16 is the... I think it's about right. Yeah. Hmm. All right, what are we talking about next? What a life. Okay, the time has come. The time is here. The time oh, is now. Oh, my God. I've been so excited. All right. I want to know. We've had a it? moral dilemma last two weeks ago from Mark, one from you last week. Oh, good. It's my turn. I'm excited. Okay, so... The story goes a little bit something like this. When I was in high school, I was a bit of a Casanova, okay? Oh, were you now? Oh, here we go. Well, you know, caught the eye of a few ladies. (laughs) It's not something you can help, Mark, okay? (laughs) So what were the teachers' names? (laughs) Mrs. Sue. Mrs. Schaffner. Um, Nah, so I had this... Girl who was really interested in me and I, we, we, we used to talk quite a lot, right? Mm. We both liked each other, but she was a little bit younger than me. And I'd, it was when I'd just started high school and I thought going out with a primary school girl was just a bad look. 
So stayed friends for a few years, then she came into high school. She was two years younger. My brother's also two years younger. We'll get into that later. So, you know, started school, talked a bit more, all good. And then it got to the point where it was either going to become something or it was going to fizzle out. Fizzle out. So let me say you're halfway through year 10, she's halfway through year 8. Yes. Okay. That's fine. Now, I had some other girlfriend, which I fucked off, and it was all progressing in the direction that it was going to be a thing, right? Then one night we're sitting at the dinner table and my brother comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, talking about school and he just starts offering up this free advice about, oh, I really like this girl. We're like, yeah, that's great, good on you, blah, blah, blah. And then mum asks him, who is it? He says, oh, it's such and such. It's the same girl. And I'm sitting there just like. So he's cut your lunch. Head in my hands just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Now, the thing about it is he never had any chance with the girl. Just didn't. Does he listen to the podcast? I don't know. Feelings are about to get hurt. No, it's true. He knows that. We've discussed it, all right, at nauseam. You know that. You know you never had a chance. Anyway, so. Is this Rick's therapy session? (laughs) And the timer goes, ding, and I pay. (laughs) Um, So anyway. We went through a bit of a conversation about it and then I started saying to him, oh, you probably don't really want to go there. Like, you know, maybe think about your other options. There's also some other nice girls in your year that you might be able to Did start. you try to manipulate him off of her? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe so you, was... were, you were pretty keen? Yeah, absolutely. And she was pretty keen? Yes, more than so that. She would... And the only reason it probably hadn't happened yet was... The age gap and the fact that you went into high school and she was in primary school? A little bit of that. Now, here's the big thing, right? Consider a couple of points here. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm extremely happy in my life. I've got a beautiful wife and I've got two beautiful kids. We have a fantastic life and a beautiful home, right? I wouldn't change any of it. However, this is when take yourself out of your shoes. This could This could have changed the course of your life, right? So this is the dilemma for you guys. Now, I'm going to wrap it up in a bow in a second. In that dinner table conversation, the thing that stopped me from ever pursuing anything wasn't, you know, the brother and the older brother and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. My mum said to me afterwards, you know that you cannot pursue anything with this girl. How did your mum know? Because it was at the dinner table. We're all talking about it together. Simon was like, yeah, I like this girl and blah, blah, blah. No, but like you're talking like your mum knows that you had a thing going on with yeah, her. Yeah, she knew. So she knew about it. Mums know. Very open conversation. Right. So she's told me, you need to promise me that you will not do anything and pursue anything with this girl. Now, I love and respect my mum like you would not believe and so I, I gave her my word. I said, I, for as long as Simon is still interested in this girl, I promise you that nothing will happen. And so it didn't. So I went off and I found another girlfriend and all this sort of stuff. And I, I broke. What, just poor, down at the park, another girlfriend? Yeah, it was plenty for me. I broke this poor girl's heart. So the moral dilemma is if you had an opportunity that was going to change your life or had the potential to change the course of your life and you thought that was a great thing to do but then you've been sworn against it by someone that you love, your mum, your family, whatever it is, what would you do? High oh, so school relationships though, when you go change your life, it's, it's more like we, we like one another at the time. It's more like we might become boyfriend and girlfriend hang out for a year, and then it just breaks away. So So do you say that through the lens now of being 30 years old? Because here's the thing. That is the way that your high school relationships went, but maybe this one could have been a different one. There's a lot of people that are lovers from high school all the way to death, really. They get married and forever. Um, Okay. I would have pursued. I would. You would have done it to to your brother and just gone whatever? Yeah, because uh, in that situation, I think a brother would go, oh, shit my older brother or younger, whatever, likes this girl. She likes him. She doesn't like me. It's time to move on and find someone else. 
Is my cat hugging you? And then I think he farted on me, and I think he's going to hump me in a second. And then next week, that brother, maybe in a month's time, maybe a week, whatever, will have gotten over that whole thing, and then some other girl comes into the picture, and then everything's fine. Yeah, it's like oh, I was jealous a few weeks ago, and now everything's chill because like this girl that actually likes me is interested in me. Yeah. The girl that I liked a few weeks ago that was interested in my older brother and my older brother was interested in her and now seeing one another. So I am I would have pursued and I would have said, Oh mum, go and get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> go and get stuffed. I would have um I would have spoken to your brother and I would have said, Hang on, are you just excited? Do you even know anything about her? Do you care? Do you think? Do you have pubic hair right now? Yeah. Do you think she's only interested in you to get closer to me to make me jealous? Where is your head at? How much do you actually like her? And if he said, "Do you know what? I'm just excited that a girl likes me. I don't actually like her that much." Then That's, I would. Wait, everything that he's saying is so true. Like, do you really know if you like her? Like, mm. does she really like I, you? Yeah. So, are you excited because this is like, wow, I'm in high school and like. There's a girl that I think I like. But you're like, so blind in high school. Like, realistically. That, and that yeah. gets back to what I said about the whole, like, when you're like, oh, well, now you're 30, it's easy to your, say that. Your first proper relationship and breakup, it's the worst thing that you can ever go through, I reckon. It, it makes you a better person for every relationship after that. The first one's the worst, like, especially if it's long-term. Yeah. If you have, like, a six-year relationship. It did hurt, I yeah. Th- <laughs> I think the complicating factor is that... Poor old Simo was allergic to women, and like uh, he didn't have prospects coming around the corner. It just wasn't. So that. he was like gripping onto it with dear life. Yeah, and yeah. it like she was just trying to be a friend to him. Like yeah. there was nothing more than that, and I could see that. We had that conversation, but he just wouldn't let it go. So look, I think it's endearing. I think uh, I the way it. that I did the right thing. Yeah, I respected both my mother's wishes, and I did the right thing by him, mm. but. For but the, now you regret for it. For the years that went after that, her and I stayed loosely in touch. Is she hot now? Uh, is this what this oh, whole thing is about? Listen, <laughs> Mark, all women are beautiful. After everything that we've said on this podcast. You dirty dog. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, it was just one of those things. It's a sliding doors moment. You either make a choice and it could change things. Or you go a different way, and this is how it all ends up. And like I said, wouldn't change a thing. Very happy, but just wondering. But it could have changed. Things. I wonder who Rachel would be with right now if you were with her. Not you. I didn't think it would be. I'd still be with Alison. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, maybe you wouldn't have been because part of your journey to finding Alison was living with me at my house. Mm. And who knows? I might not have even met you. Yeah. Like you just, this is the thing. You yeah. don't know where your life is going to go. She might it's have so told, told you to get a job somewhere else that she knew an acquaintance, every, and you would have never met Tom. Yeah, yeah. Every decision that you make every day determines the rest Sliding of your doors. life. It's crazy. crazy. All right, last one ties back into what you were saying about movies, and it's yeah. There's nothing that's really that original anymore. Movies, yeah. Movies and shows. How many shows do you see these days? And people say, oh, like old shows that you used to like. Couldn't make that show these days. Even things like um, Hey Hey It's Saturday and like Red Faces. You know how they had all those acts and they used to absolutely send up everything, take mm-hmm. the piss, blackface, not that I'm for that or anything. But these are like things that have given people of our generation so much enjoyment over the years. Yep. But then you look back at them and go, they couldn't make that show anymore these days. Probably be X Factor in 30 years. How dare they put someone up and say no to them? Biggest loser. What have you made put, that show anymore? What have you put a Gen Z uh, person in front of one of the old 70s, 80s classic Australian TV shows? Oh, right. They would say, oh, this is shit. Mm. This isn't TV. Like everything classic in like the 80s, 90s, like Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. If they, if let's just say, Hypothetical. They played Hey Hey It's Saturday right now. It just came on TV. I reckon the Gen Z people would go, this is fucking shit entertainment. Everyone, everything is always moving forward. So when we look at things, we really need to acknowledge that was really good for its time. Yeah, for its time because right now everyone just wants quick, fast, faster, 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 like yeah. entertainment. What about this as an example? 
You're going to like this. Okay. Do you remember the first time you watched the American Pie movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fucking good was it? Very. Like, Brilliant. It was just like stepping, at the, pie, yeah. stepping on the edges of what was appropriate to have in a movie, mm-hmm. but in a family-friendly-ish kind of way. More teen sense, all that sort of stuff. Get it? You realise in that movie, they put a live video camera in the room where Nadia goes to get her tits out. Yeah. And aren't they some great tits? I think you're missing the point here. Fantastic. Oh, sorry, Very I, illegal. Sorry, I got off track. So illegal. So you're encouraging a generation of young teenage boys mm-hmm. to put hidden cameras in places that women get naked. Yeah. How often, couldn't make that these days. How often have you heard me say the line, oh, she takes her vitamins? Have you heard me say that yeah, a few yeah. times? That, mm-hmm. that quote comes from that exact scene where Finch says she takes her vitamins when they are watching on the webcam of the scene Rick's talking about. And I completely agree. Hey. That scene is completely inappropriate, 2021. There's no way you're getting away with that shit. No. Well, not not without backlash. Isn't it crazy, though? So that's... Mm. It's hilarious. It's part of a funny storyline in a movie. But you put it in a movie today, kids watch it, and they go and... Cancer culture. They go and do it. Culture. Gone. Yeah. Hey, before we leave, I did have... You had a question last week. Yeah. Um, just going back to travel, how many Australians die in Bali every year? Now, I couldn't find the number in Bali, but I found the number of overseas. How many Australians die on average overseas each year? So one in something? No, nah, just the total number of Australians oh, okay. that die overseas okay. on holidays. Um, uh, shit. Uh, 200. It's a 1,000. All right. It's pretty high. It's a lot. And guess how many people travel to Bali? So I'd, I'd assume there'd be fuck all if there's no statistic on it. But guess how many people go to Bali each year from Australia? Uh, 200,000. 1.23 million. Oh, oh, wow. So they've really missed our fucking tourism. One in every 20 people. Mm. Oh, well, 26, yeah. About that. Wild. All right, that's all we've got time for for tonight's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. It's the Chats with Cat podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit the bell, leave a review, watch us on YouTube, get on the talk and the Instagram. That's it. Getting good at that. Yeah, it's not, not bad. You can almost fucking call a race yeah. at Melbourne Cup. Tomorrow. Bingo, right. bingo, baby. See you, guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.